What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John of the Sports Reality Podcast. Just want to say thank you for tuning into this episode. Just want to remind you to subscribe to our podcast. We are available on on every major podcasting platform, including Anchor, Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can also watch us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Just search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Subscribe, leave a review and pass the word to a friend. Thank you for tuning into this episode and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 163rd edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, a.k.a. the fourth greatest Grenadian of all time. Perfect. A.k.a. the Little Wayne of podcasts, because I will get on any podcast and hit it with the J-Train. Perfect. Let's welcome my co-host, Cousin Big Thad, a.k.a. the gatekeeper of the DMV. Perfect. Big facts. Big facts. A.k.a. the unofficial mayor of Prince George's County. Perfect. What's Big going facts. on, man? Uh... I'm good, I guess. Uh, I'm good. It's been kind of wild so far this week. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> so you know I do. Uh, I run karaoke on Wednesdays, right? Uh huh. So uh, one of my boys that's worked there, he's going off to Africa. He's going back to Africa for a month. Okay. Because like his grandmother passed, so. They're going back and whatnot. So he was off last night and was drinking. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I'm running karaoke and everything. You know, everything's good. Next thing you know, it seemed like every 10 minutes there was drinks coming to me. Coming to you? Coming to me. Uh-huh. And I wasn't turning them down. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> wasn't turning them down. So by, by the end of the night, I'm packing up and everything. And I'm like, man, I'm a little turned up right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I go walk to my truck. You know what I mean? And my truck is in a parking garage. So I get up to that joint. I said, I'm going to pay for my parking when I drive down mm-hmm. before leaving out, right? Son, I, I never left out of that joint until like. <laughs> Six o'clock this morning. Oh man! Well, I mean, at least you did the responsible thing. <laughs> right, 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 right. That, and that was my that was my thing. Like when I woke up, I was like, "Man, wow, I'm definitely not at home." But uh, yeah, I never left the spot. You know what I'm saying? Never left the spot. It's like as soon as I put myself in the truck, I sat down, and that was it. You know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't going nowhere. You know what I mean? But uh, man, 
Woke up. I think I got home at like 6.45 this morning. And of course, work at 7 a.m. And I'm just like, yeah. That, it got a little wild last night. Got a little wild. <laughs> Thinks that's the first time since the start of the pandemic <laughs> that I've been, I've been that lit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it was a good night, though. You know what I'm saying? Karaoke went but well. I wanted to do horror stuff for my friend. Of course. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it was kind of wild last night. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Uh, I've heard that from some people where they're like, yeah, man, first time back out. And it just hit them differently. <laughs> Look, now, don't get me wrong. Like, most karaoke nights, I'm drinking. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But last night, I went a little hard. You know what I'm saying? I went a little hard. And uh, I paid I paid for it. You know what I'm saying? I paid for it. I was like, I never made it home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but... I was doing the safe thing and then drive. So hey man, that's that's the important. That's, thing. A, that's the only thing that matters right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I'm telling you, when I got to my truck and opened the door, I literally was like, "There's no way I'm driving home, son. Like, there's literally no way I'm driving home. Like, <laughs> even if the liquor courage was there to be like." No, nah, I can make it home. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little buzzed, you know what I'm saying? But I can still make it home. Like they I know, say. I know I could drive straight and be fine. You know what I'm saying? But nah, dog. I literally was like, it's not happening, bro. Yep. You're going to sleep right here. Hey, man. At least you did the responsible thing after the fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just glad I was in the parking garage and not on the street. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That would have been a whole nother. If I was on the street, I was driving home, son. You know what I'm saying? There's no way. There's no way, dog. There's no way I'm going to be passed out in my truck on the street. In Baltimore. In Baltimore. It's not going to happen, bro. Parking garage? Okay. You know what I'm saying? At least I know you ain't going nowhere. And I ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? But nah, dog. Nah. So uh, how did work go? Oh, work went fine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> work went fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I woke up. I literally woke up, and I was sober. So I was good. You know what I'm saying? When I woke up and drove home sober. You know what I'm saying? But no hangover, no nothing. I was like, oh, th- okay. At 40? Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about alcohol later. Oh. In this this episode. Okay. Uh, Okay. Something in the sports free zone. But before we get to that, man, um, I went to the driving range today. Oh, you did? Oh, you finally did it? Yeah, man. Went there. Uh, was there for about almost two hours, man. Just uh, trying to practice. Um, the uh, this is the thing. Since it was literally my first time outside of Top Golf. Okay. I mean, my 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 swing. The problem was just I was just inconsistent with my swing. I got you. I got you. Yes. Yeah, so I I so I would hit the ball and it'll go pretty far and and fairly accurate. And then I'll go like three, four golf balls and I'm like barely hitting it. <laughs> and then and then I'll get a real decent swing and then like mm. five or six 
bad swings. Right. Um, but let me tell you this. When I hit it really well, that thing traveled. Definitely, definitely went airborne. Definitely went 200 yards. So, okay. Uh, okay. so okay. I have the potential. <laughs> potential is there for a good a good uh a good swing um okay. i met two uh two gentlemen there uh one by the name of david uh he was like hey you uh you need uh any help with your swing i was like yes he was like well you know i'm not trying to overstep i was like no this is my first time he's like oh for real i said yes i said so i'm taking all tips Gave me a tip on how to actually hold the golf club, and it actually felt more comfortable. Mm. Then I met another dude named Tim, uh, who was like, "Yeah, man, it's your first time." And he's like, "Yeah," uh, I said, "Yes," and uh, he was like, "Yeah, try try this," and it was like, "Okay, that feels good too." He's like, "Yeah, just practice it," uh, to the point that he gave me a um, a uh, an item. Like he he showed me. He actually had it in his in his in his in his uh in his golf bag and his clubs uh-huh. and he was like hey use this real quick he said uh see how it feels he's like when you do it this way how it feels heavy he's like you want to basically use it where it's not where it doesn't feel heavy anymore he's like it's one of the practice uh practice clubs mm-hmm. they basically have like a, a weight at the at the end of it okay he's like you don't ever want to swing where it feels like it's pulling you he said you want to swing back and it'd be smooth and then it's smooth forward. Uh, so he gave me, he told me where he got it from. Uh, mm-hmm. Went on Amazon and I should be getting one in less than a week. Yep. So. Oh. oh, okay. So you serious about this? Yeah, man. Uh, and it felt good just to be out there and do something. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could just talk to your uncle. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and you know what? Yes, I could. I actually could. spoke to one of my other uncles. Okay. Uncle Alvin over the weekend. Oh, oh I yeah. saw well, him. I actually saw Alvin, him. <laughs> Al, Al, Alvin plays with my dad. Yeah. You know I what I'm saying? So, yeah. I actually saw him. So we were talking about golf. Okay. Uh, so I said, nah, man, I gotta go this week. And I had some time today. So I just said, man, it's 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 time to do it. It's time to do it. Uh Thad, how's my audio levels? Do I sound good? Yeah, you sound all right. All right, just want to make sure I'm not clipping or anything. Uh but yes. I do want to. I am going to make this a weekly thing, and if okay. if possible, try and go twice a week. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, because I'm actually I'm trying to get on an actual course and play with people that I know. That's what I'm trying to do. So, oh, I, so I need to I need to speed up the practice process, speed it up in a way so I can actually get out there soon. But you know, still learn the right way to do things. Right, right, right. No, I got you. I got you. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that is that is what I did this week. Uh, we got a lot to get into for this week's episode. And actually, let me do this this way. We're gonna recap the NBA playoffs, the second round of the NBA playoffs, and the conference finals that are currently uh, going on. Uh, we're also gonna talk about Carl Nassib coming out as the first active NFL player to come out as gay we'll get into that and it'll be his first week with the new uh rule for pictures and foreign substances mm-hmm. we're going to talk about juneteenth's i uh, sorry ikea's juneteenth menu 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was the part where I said we we're going to talk about uh, alcohol. We're going to talk about Juve rum and our Reddit topic of the week, uh, NBA championship underdogs. We're going to look at uh, underdogs and what their odds were going into the season and uh, okay. talk about those who actually won doing that. So I uh, just want to remind you all to subscribe to the podcast where podcasts are available. That includes Anchor, Apple, iHeart, Radio, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in. If you're watching us right now on YouTube, Facebook, on and Twitch, you can subscribe on any of those social media platforms. Make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, leave a review. Also, let those other people that you know that like sports and pop culture, let them know about the podcast. Pass the word, share it with them so we could um, grow and definitely reach more people. Let's get right into it. The NBA, Big Fad. Let's start in the second round of where we left off last week. Western Conference Finals. I mean, Western Conference Semifinals. The Clippers versus the Jazz. Game six was last Friday. The Jazz went up by 25 points in the first half. And squandered that lead <laughs> to the Los Angeles Clippers. Doesn't it look like that's some? Doesn't that sound like something the Clippers would have done? Yeah, that. Yeah, and Philly. You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, the Clippers come back with Terrence Mann going off yeah, know that, forty points. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Who is this? And I was like, oh, I guess uh, playoff P ain't uh, playoff P right now. It's, it's playoff T right now. You know what I'm saying? Doing, yes. Doing yeah. thing. Terrence Mann did that in the absence of Kawhi Leonard, who is still out. Yeah. They're saying Kawhi Leonard had a ACL sprain. Or that's let me not say they. That's what NBA insiders are saying. It's not clear what he has. Because right, the team right. hasn't really yeah, because they I think at one is. point they said it was like a, a knee sprain and then it was something else, but that other people were saying ACL and I'm like, I don't even I'ma just listen to Shams and uh uh and Woj. Woj. Yeah, if they say something, then you know it's for real. So uh they're saying it's day to day, but then it's like, well, not really sure what's what's going on. With the with the injury, so Kawhi Leonard is out. We'll get into more of the Los Angeles Clippers, but they did defeat the Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell played good. However, there were moments in in the entire series where you you do expect him if he's going to be the best player on the team. And right. look, I understand he's young. I think this is year three. I understand yeah. he's young, but um, you 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 or year four. You know, if you're going to be the lead guy, if you're going to be the all-star, the perennial all-star, you know, there's there's times where you're going to have to take it up a notch. Okay. And unfortunately, there were some times he fell short. But for the Utah Jazz, the one player that really fell short was Rudy Gobert. Yeah. yeah. Rudy Gobert was getting guarded by Terrence Mann. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, who else was checking him? Uh, Luke Kennard, long stretches of the game, and he just couldn't do anything offensively. And when I say couldn't do anything offensively, he didn't mentally 
realize that look who's on me. Right. I need to go down low, at least get some offensive rebounds, or I need to go down low and Just you know get against those smaller dudes. Yeah, dominate, yeah. or I need to set the screen and roll to the basket and be ready. He was very passive. And then he got dunked on like three straight games. Like three straight games had posters on it. So, so yeah, Rudy Gobert definitely took a hit in that series. Let's move on to the Eastern Conference, the Eastern semis between the Bucks and the Nets. The Nets fell. They got upset by the Bucks in seven games last week when we came on a week ago. We were just coming off of the Kevin Durant 50 or 49 point triple double. Right. And it was not looking good for the Bucks. No. And even though we thought that, even though we knew that the Bucks were going home for game six, it wasn't looking good because James Harden didn't play well in game four. I mean, game five. I mean, he was just coming back off of that, whatever. So we didn't expect him to be like, great or anything like that no so he was coming off the injury but you're expecting okay one more uh you know a couple more days he should definitely be better right that's right. that's what we're thinking right and then um you have you know just the fact that the bucks really struggled in that game yeah <laughs> you know they struggled in that game so you're thinking you're definitely like Oh, the Nets have it. Like they're they're definitely gonna do it. Like they should. Yeah, for sure. And then game six happens, and we're like, okay, Bucks get that uh Bucks get that um home court cooking right there. Right, right. They um they won that game, and actually it was pretty close most of the game. Yeah. And then, you know, the Bucks pulled away. So then we get the game seven last Saturday back in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant goes off again. Yeah. Playing well. James Harden steps up. Blake Griffin steps up. Right. But that was pretty much it. And right. when I, it really <laughs> it was Kevin Durant that was really making noise right. out there. Uh, Kevin Durant, Nets are down by two points. Set the stage here. Nets are down by two points. They have a chance to tie or win the game. And of course, you know, who who do you think is going to get the ball, Big Fed? You got to give it to Durant. (laughs) Got to. You ain't going to give it to a hurt Harden. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, KD it is. KD gets the ball and hits that, uh, hits a shot that everyone thinks initially is going to be a game-winning shot, but his foot is right on the line. Actually, both feet are right on the line. It does go in, ultimately go to overtime. P.J. Tucker fouls out in overtime. (laughs) <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm sitting there like Giannis needs to check Kevin Durant in this overtime. It's five minutes. Right, right. Do you think do you think he checked him? 
No. <laughs> No. Not at all. Because, you know what? And see, the thing is, I understand he should because, you know, reigning or reigning, basically reigning uh, defensive player of the year. You know what I'm saying? But I did notice a lot of in this series when he did check KD, KD would just make him look very bad on the court. You know what I'm saying? Like, to the point where I'm like, yo, Giannis about to fall over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, like, so I kind of understand it. I kind of understand it. Nah, man. I, I Look. But he you should. Got, you know what I'm saying? You but should. should. You should. If you, Especially if you're trying to say you that you, you, you if you want to be the best in the game. You need to you need to be out there trying to trying to guard Kevin Durant, especially once the the main defender fouls out because they're guarding him for so long. Right. <laughs> uh, but the net the the Bucks, you know, ultimately overtime starts. Bruce Brown gets the gets the layup, first first bucket. They're up by two. They go back and forth uh, on possessions with no one scoring. Then Giannis gets a jump hook on Kevin Durant. A jump hook that bounced on that rim so many times, but it goes in. Mm-hmm. And then it's defensive struggle back and forth, back and forth until Chris Milton hits a pull up uh, jumper, mid range jumper to go up. So now the Nets are back down by two and they have to go to who everyone already knows this ball is going to. Goes to Kevin Durant. And let's just say. Kevin Durant came up a little short. How short, Big Thad, did he come? <laughs> short. Real short. Yeah. Didn't look like he was from the DMV right there. <laughs> but I understand. It's overtime. You know it's an evil world we live in. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Who was that guarding him? Drew Holiday. Oh, Drew Holiday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's well, a good defender? Yeah. All He's a, a good all defender. M- all NBA defense. I And the whole time when this happened, I'm still like, where is Giannis? Right, 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 right. <laughs> the right. whole time. I'm like, right. where is Giannis? <laughs> but hey, if, if, if I would have, I would have really got on Giannis if, uh, if Katie if, made it, if Katie hit that shot. Yeah, I would have yeah, for yeah. sure got on him if Katie made that shot. I'm like, yeah, you, you, you let Drew Holiday guard him down at the right, stretch, right, down the right, stretch. Right. Like, come on, dude. But the Bucks ultimately win. They move on to the next round, staying in the Eastern Conference semifinals. The Hawks, Philadelphia 76ers series goes to seven games. Hawks are struggling early, but then the Red Rifle, the Red. What what are some nicknames for 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 our guy from university, Mar- University of Maryland? I don't got no nicknames for him, man. You don't got no. Uh, I was Baby. thinking the Red Rifle, <laughs> the uh, Hoarder, Hoarder. Yeah, Kevin Herder. <laughs> you know look, I'm, I'm look. I remember seeing him at Maryland. I'm like, okay, he's good. Right, right. He's right. a good college player. Right. And even when I studied here, and he could go in the first round, I'm like. Huh? Like I, I know he's good, but he go in the first round and he ends up going. Uh, I think he was a lottery pick, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, 
Yeah. And he's had a decent NBA career so far. It's year three. Yeah. Um, but he's really come on the scene, especially in this uh in this postseason. Oh yeah. I do people, you know, the first thing, people are so lazy with comparisons. First player they want to compare Kevin Herter to is guess who? Not Larry Bird. Right? No, 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 no. Oh. That would have been really la- that would have been really lazy. But yeah. <laughs> Tyler Hero. They, they want to oh, compare wow. him to Tyler Hero. And I'm wow. like, well, hold on. Wow. Kevin Herter's better than Tyler Hero. <laughs> wow. They're going to disrespect that man like that? And then, you know, Trey Young starts off really slow, but he, he gets hot in that fourth quarter. Right. And they end up taking the lead. And here we go again. Game at home. Game seven this time. 76ers need to do something. Yeah. They squandered a lead. <laughs> Mm-hmm. squandered the lead again and they need to do something and they go to Ben Simmons on one play oh man you're not going to show that are you yes I am Ben Simmons on this specific play is back down Look at that. and decides to pass it to Matisse Thibel after he gets past Danilo Gallinari all he had to do was dunk it and Joel Embiid is talking to him like, yo, what's what's going on? What's going on? And look at this move right here. Boom. Boom. He's open. It's only Trey Young. And then he dump, passes it to passes it to Matisse Thibault, who was double teamed. Yeah. I mean, the only thing good thing you could say about it is that he got the foul. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the only thing. And it almost wasn't a foul call on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, wow. It, it's dog. It's, it's psychological, yo. It's big time psychological. We spoke about it last week. We said how Ben Simmons is very basically non existent in the fourth quarter. Well, he had two more fourth quarters in game six and game seven where he attempted zero field goals mm. in the fourth quarter game on the line it was so bad that after the game of course the reporters asked head coach doc rivers about you know the future with ben simmons and doc rivers did not sugarcoat anything no nah. doc rivers said i'm, I'm really not sure right <laughs> i'm really yeah, not I, sure was that the one with the uh the reporter asking if uh, you could see uh, is Ben uh, point can be a point guard on a championship yes. caliber team. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that right now. <laughs> like, ooh. Even Joel Embiid was like, well, you know, I did what I had to do. Right. And he said, we can't be. <laughs> I'm a paraphrase. He basically said like, yeah, I mean, when you got players passing out of situations when they're open that will mess you up <laughs> yikes so yeah i don't get it man i don't get it because you know i said i tagged you in that that video of ben and i remember that video that shot I, the nothing seemed bad about his jumper I remember that from this summer. Everyone was like, oh, 
Ben Simmons is going to come in this season and start shooting. And I remember saying on Twitter, yeah, you know, he's playing against people who aren't in the league. So that confidence is is just booming in a high school gym. Yeah, he's not in the NBA arena against NBA players. Yeah, but it's still fundamentals, bro. You know what I'm saying? Even if your shot gets blocked, it's uh, the J. The, the fundamentals were there, and I, I just don't understand it. Don't understand it. it, it like you said, it's all mental for oh, yeah. for all Ben Simmons, mental. and it's gotten so bad that over the weekend in Chicago at the uh, scouting combine, right. Rich Paul was there. Yeah. Rich Paul's his agent, you know, lead agent of Clutch Sports. And uh, there's already talks, according to Wojnarowski, that Ben Simmons might actually be on the move. So that's that's a real possibility. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely a possibility. There's no doubt about it, especially what has happened. And, and it's just this playoffs alone. You know what I'm saying? Uh, how, how could you not think about moving them after that? Because obviously something's wrong with them, but then again, this has been the the process for Philly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with you know, with injuries to guards <sighs> or just whatever other stuff going on with these guards, man, it's just it's just crazy. Uh, the process, the process. Like, <laughs> are y'all gonna keep calling it the process? You know what I'm saying? Is that? What's next? I mean, is it still the process? Trust is the it, process. Is it the process until you win the championship? That's all I want to know. <laughs> Look, I hate to say it. The process is backfired. And this is not hyperbole. I mean, ultimately, what came out of it? You won. You got out the first round twice so far and lost. Each time you got out the first round, you lost in a fashion that was just terrible. Right. When you got out the first, when you got to the second round two years ago, you lost to the Celtics four one, wasn't even close. Yeah, um, or three years ago, I'm sorry, three years ago, yeah, two yeah. two years ago it was you did lose game seven against Toronto with the Kawhi shot, the Kawhi bounce, and then you you allowed look, you, I'm sorry, why why do you have to pay Tobias Harris so much money? Yeah, because the guy you need really needed to pay was Jimmy Butler, and unless Jimmy might not like, it really wasn't sure if Jimmy was going to stay. But I think if you actually offered him a deal, that was right, he would have stayed probably, or it'd have been a good chance at staying. I still don't think Jimmy Butler would have been the difference. I think Jimmy Butler on that team will get guys like Ben Simmons and MB to be professionals. And that year that they were there, I mean, they were good. Like, we didn't think this about Ben Simmons two seasons ago. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, we, Ben Simmons just had to be the distributor, play defense. You got the score and Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris and your your post guy, Joel and B, you know, right. all those guys could have been averaging anywhere from 15 to 20 points. Right. It was possible. It was there. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, they they decided to commit to Tobias Harris and then ultimately commit to uh, Al Horford, which hmm. then, you know, backfired hmm. for the 76ers. <laughs> so, yeah, uh. man, not look good. But let's, let's talk about the teams that made it to the conference finals. Game one in the Eastern Conference Finals was last night in Milwaukee, and the Atlanta Hawks upset the Bucks in game one. Trey Young, 47 points, 11 assists. Mm. First player, I believe, in NBA history from the stat that I saw that had a 45-plus point, 10-plus assist game in the conference finals. Mm. I'm not sure how accurate that stat is. I feel like someone else could have had that already, but hey, it's still a pretty good stat. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a good stat. Right pretty good lie. stat. Now, this series, what do you think is going to go? We already seen one game so far. We've seen how the Bucks and the Hawks played so far. Where do you think this series is going? I don't. Uh... I think I still think Bucks pull it out, man. Just off of experience. But I could be wrong. You know what I'm saying? This series if Herder has like consistently great games, Hawks might actually pull it out. And I'm glad you mentioned Herder because uh Bogdanovich is battling and uh an injury right mm-hmm. now. So that's why Kevin Herter is in the in the in the rotation more. Cam Reddish is active active now. What is he back? He's been he was definitely active for last night's game. I can't remember if he got in the game, but Nate McMillan did say he was gonna try and get him in to at least get some minutes and right. be part of the rotation. Uh, so that's just another young talent that can score or and run the offense because Cam Reddish, that was one of his things coming out of college. He was going to be that point forward. Right, right. So another guy that can handle the rock who can maybe do it with the second unit even, even for, you know, three, four minutes in a game. Right. So, yeah, man, this is going to be very interesting. I, I, ultimately, I do believe the Bucks are going to win. But I'm not really confident in the Bucks either. <laughs> I, got I got you. No, no, I got you. Giannis just has to. Giannis, no matter what happens this summer, Giannis needs to be in that gym working on a, a, a jump hook, working on a back to the basket move, working on a fadeaway, something that's that is not facing you, backing up. And running full steam <laughs> to the basket with a euro step, yeah, with a euro or a spin. Oh yeah, because in, in the postseason, these guys will take the charge. Oh, for sure, they're not doing it in the regular season. They'll take the charge though in the postseason. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, he got to do some no matter what. Let's get to the Western Conference Finals. We mentioned last week how. Chris Paul finally gets to the Western or a conference finals. Right. He's only been in the West, so Western <laughs> conference final. And he gets COVID or, or is in COVID protocol. Right. Um, he misses game one, even misses game two. Game one, no problem. 
uh, I was about to say Trevor Booker, <laughs> Devin Booker. <laughs> I was about to say Trevor Booker and then Corey Booker. And I was like, hold on, Devin Booker drops 40 points game one, defeat the Clippers with ease. Game two, though, was really, really close. Yeah. Really close. Pa- uh, Paul George was playing okay. Pandemic. And then the <laughs> Paul George was playing okay. Then the last couple minutes, he got higher. I mean, he got hot. Yeah. And and I'm sitting there like, okay, this is the playoff P that that we've been hearing about. That he, you know, the self-proclaimed playoff P. We we saw that for a stretch. Then he, he had a couple clutch baskets, clutch defensive stops. They then get a defensive stop. Paul George gets fouled and he quickly reverts to pandemic P because he misses both free throws. Yeah. <laughs> They're so only funny. up by one point at this Missed point in the game. Both. And then this happens in the game. Very well drawn out play and alley-oop with time expiring for DeAndre Ayton. It goes in. You had the Clippers team saying it's goaltending. And when I saw it right away, I'm like, no, that's not goaltending. You can't. There's no offensive goaltending on an inbound. (laughs) It's a live ball. You can literally go up there and catch it right above the cylinder. And get it and throw it down. It was a really good screen by Devin Booker. Very good pass by Jay Crowder. And a great finish by DeAndre Ayton. Um, then after the game, ESPN, because ESPN, uh, it was on ESPN. They show, uh, Monty Williams, the head coach, was mic'd up. And they played what he said right in the huddle. He said, you know, he told him to play that he was going to draw. And he said, but DeAndre, remember, you have to dunk it in the air. Basically reminding him like, yo, you can't catch it. Come down and think you're going to put it back up. We don't have enough right. time. Right. You got to throw it down. And people may say, well, of course, DeAndre ain't supposed to know that. You'll be shocked how professional athletes really just forget the basics. Forget the rules. Forget the rules. I mean, we saw it with the Clippers. Think about it. Yeah. You know, it's point nine. Mm-hmm. And where they had to inbound the ball, you knew that. Hold on, we're, they're going to try and throw an oop. Just stand in front of the basket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make them throw the ball over you, right? Or make them have to. And and, and the thing is, they got to respect Devin Booker. Right. So they really were going toward him, trying to make sure he doesn't get the inbound pass because point nine is still a lot of time. Yeah, point nine is enough to get a shot off. Mm-hmm. And they, that that pass was phenomenal. The, the the execution was great. Clippers had a chance. There was a lot. The last second of the game literally took like five minutes. Because <laughs> yeah. they had to go through and see how much time was on the clock. Then they had to... You know, figure out, you know, all sorts of stuff. It yeah, was figure it out, was, figure out which players were on the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then it had some substitutions. Ultimately, Paul George had a chance. 
Well, not really, because when he caught the ball, he was already kind of fading out of bounds. And when he got the shot off, it was it was it wasn't good. It was it wasn't he didn't get the shot off in time. And ultimately, the Suns went up to oh, game three is tonight. And guess what, big fan? What up? Chris Paul is back in the lineup. Oh, perfect. <laughs> going to L.A. And this is where things get real interesting. Chris Paul is going to face his former team. Adam. Now, mind you, a lot of those guys who were on that team are no longer there. Right, right. I understand that. Steve Ballmer had just kind of bought the team. And right, right, right. You know, took over. But this is Chris Paul's former team. Chris Paul put the Clippers on the map. Yeah. Side note, I was in a in a in a room on Clubhouse and the discussion somehow got to Chris Paul and the, the failed Laker trade. And of course it was Laker fans who were upset, like, oh my goodness, the league screwed us over uh with that with the trade, you know rescinding the trade there was even one person who said they did that because they knew kobe was going to win some more titles and they didn't want him to get more titles than michael jordan and i'm just like y'all are real delusional (laughs) 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 my goodness y'all are so delusional don't be rude like to think that the league really stopped the trade because they didn't want kobe to be as good in the titles with Michael Jordan. But think about this. And I, I, we weren't planning on talking about it, but that trade. Right. It really wasn't a good trade for the Hornets. <clears throat> oh, of course not. No. It wasn't a good trade for the Hornets. And <laughs> wasn't uh, the NBA running the Hornets at that time? Yeah, NBA was running the Hornets. So literally all 30 owners or 29 other owners had a stake in the Hornets. So they were like, no, we're not about to help the Lakers <laughs> right. with this lopsided trade. And think about this a few years earlier, Lakers had another lopsided trade that got Pau Gasol, which helped them get two titles. Right. The league was like, no. And ultimately, Chris Paul gets traded to the Clippers. And look, lo and behold, Clippers become a destination city, destination town. I mean, team. Right. And it's because Chris Paul made it work there but now his exit out of there yet teammates saying he wasn't a good leader he's a bad teammate had a bad personality and yeah. to get traded traded to the to the rockets yeah. and you know they had that remember that little um that fight in the locker room they were about to have when chris paul led them through the secret back way yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that happened when well, now chris paul gets to face his former team in the western conference finals to make sure that they never get that they don't get to the nba finals this is going to be fun <laughs> now do you think it's do you think it's done that the the suns are ultimately going to win the series yeah yeah i think there's i think they're going to win the series for sure um clippers might get one one out of the two in la i think they i think they split the home match okay uh, yeah i think i think suns just close it out in uh in five games yeah man i i, I the suns are really good 
<laughs> and now you bring, I mean, as good as they've been playing without Chris Paul, and now you bring Chris Paul back. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and now Booker doesn't have to worry about being point guard. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that, that's really the key. Yeah. And, and Cameron Payne. And I mean, don't don't get me wrong. He's done a great job as point guard in these past two games, too. Uh-huh. But, but nah. Yeah. Chris yeah, Paul Chris back. Paul back. Whew. Man. Yeah, man. I think the series is done in five. I think it's done in five. <laughs> uh, man. Other, other news in the NBA. Rick Carlisle. Yeah. He's the new head coach in Indiana. That was quick. Very quick. Four years, twenty nine million. I think it is. he said it in his tweet. He was like, he mentioned he was going somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. did say that. Now Rick Carlisle, he has ties to the Pacers, correct? I'm assuming so. I feel like I know he coached in Detroit, yeah, but I, I feel can't. like he was on that staff, or he might have coached them at some point. Let me look yeah. up the uh, the Wikipedia here. Yeah, I, he. As some kind of ties to, I don't know. It might be the GM. You know what I'm saying? Could be that. He was because. the he was the head coach. Yeah, he was the assistant and the head coach, 2003 oh, to 2007. Oh. He was the head coach when the Pistons beat them in the Western Conference Finals. Yes. Oh. Wow. And then went to Dallas. I know he was with the Pistons. Mm-hmm. He leaves the Pistons the very next year. Larry Brown takes them to the finals and they face the Pistons, in the Western Conference final. That's that play where Reggie Miller is going for the layup on the fast break. And Tayshaun Prince comes out of nowhere to save yeah, the game. Yeah, remember yeah. that play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he ultimately goes on to Dallas in 2008. And, you know, he, he, he won that NBA finals title, but since 2011 hasn't won a single playoff round with the, with the Mavericks. Mm. And part of it, I think is on him. And part of it is the team really wasn't that good. (laughs) So so yeah, but uh, he he is going to have Malcolm Brogdon, very good point guard. He is going to have Karis LeVert, Miles Turner, Dematis Sabonis, TJ Warren, DJ or uh is it uh Doug McDermott, not DJ Doug yeah, McDermott. Doug, Doug McDermott. One of the holiday brothers or both are both of them on the team or two of them on the team? No, just one. Just one. I know there's three holidays, but hold up, weren't we just talking about a holiday on there's was... Drew on the Bucks and then there's someone on the on the Pacers. That's all yeah, there's yeah, someone yeah. on the that's, Pacers. That's the two, that's the two brothers. Yeah, yeah. They're not on the same team. You oh, said. so the third one, where's the third one? Oh, there's a third one? Yeah, there's I like three there holiday only, brothers. I thought there was only two. I believe there's three of them. Oh man. We'll find out. Hold up. Let me let me look that. <laughs> I believe it's three of them in there. There's Aaron Holiday and Justin Holiday. That's right. And yeah. they are both on the Pacers. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, they're both on the Pacers. Wow. <laughs> no, it wasn't tripping. <laughs> wow. I mean, they got a decent team. Um, hopefully, though, Malcolm Brogdon and those guys actually respect this coach because Malcolm Brogdon was a big key for uh, Nate McMillan being fired. They gave Nate McMillan an extension, and the next week they fired him. 
<laughs> the next week they fired him. <laughs> and that's why he ultimately ended up being the assistant coach for the Hawks. And then once Lloyd Pierce got fired, became the interim head coach. Didn't, by- they, didn't make McMillan get fired after winning coach of the year or something like that? Well, he is one of the coaches to be fired within. With Toronto, right? No, no, that was Dwayne Casey. That was Dwayne Casey. Yeah, there's a terrible trend. If you're a black head coach. They they look alike. (laughs) If you're a black head coach and you win the coach of the year, (laughs) you're fired within two to three years. (laughs) (laughs) Dwayne Casey, it happened to Nick McMillan. It happened to... um, There's another coach that it happened to. It's like three or four black coaches. That's but uh, shout out to my boy Be- uh, Donnie Bedney. Uh-huh. He 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 mentioned it to me on on Instagram and said, "Hey, it's kind of interesting that three of the head coaches in the conference finals are all black, or three of them are black." I, I said that wrong. Uh, you have a. Uh, Nick McMillan, interim head coach of the Hawks. And then in the West, both teams, Tyron Lue of the Clippers and Monty Williams of the Suns. Right. And then there's Mike Budenholzer. <laughs> Don't be rude. Terrible. <laughs> and then there's Mike. Yo, why is, why is, what's his name still interim head coach? Yeah, like, that's interesting. How, how, how are you? How have you like dog? Him becoming coach turned their whole season around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he's still on the interim tag. Just look, give it to him. You should give it to him at this point. Look, I'm I'm being a very wishful thinking Washington Wizards fan and hoping that Nate McMillan ends up being. The head coach of the Washington Wizards. You are fake news. I don't know yeah. if that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, Wishful thinking. Wishful right. thinking with that. Uh, Ime Udoka, a former assistant coach of the Nets and the 76ers and the Spurs, is now the head coach for the Boston Celtics. A little bit later, we will talk about this hiring during our you know one of our later segments so we'll get to that real quick before we get out the nba segment los angeles lakers look i understand the los angeles lakers uh franchise they've won 17 titles they've they are the epitome of you know of one of the of the greatest franchises in nba history but some of their fans are a little delusional, kind of like the Dallas Cowboys. We can be a little delusional, not we, oh, or we collectively. I, I'm I'm not the delusional one. Perfect. But um, we you can sure, sometimes you get, sure about that. We can sometimes get delusional as Cowboys fans. The same thing with the Lakers. There's a you know with with Damian Lillard talking about he wants out or hinting that he wants out of Portland. You know, there's a trade that uh. That is a trade rumor. And listen to the trade. It's a three-team trade between the Lakers, Trailblazers, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So listen to this. The Cavaliers are going to send Colin Sexton and Kevin Love to the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. Damian Lillard to the Lakers. 
Okay. And the Lakers will send to the Cavaliers Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma. Nice. And Alex Caruso. Well, I mean, he did just get arrested by TSA. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, well, you, you reminded me of <laughs> all <about> that. <laughs> oh, man. So, I um, mean, hey, go for it. Because the rumor is that the Cavaliers actually like Alex Caruso. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's there. Uh, Della Vadova? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, but a little bit better. A lot better than Della Vadova. <laughs> but that's not saying a lot either, to be nah. honest. Not, not saying a lot either. Look, Alex Caruso is one of those guys that if he played for literally the Washington Wizards, people will say he's a bum. Yeah, I would, I would assume so. <laughs> if he played for the Wizards, he's a bum. He, because mean, he plays with the Lakers, it's like, oh, you know, glue I, guy. <laughs> I mean, he, he, I mean, he's had some, I wouldn't say decent games, but I would say exciting moments. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he was doing pretty good last season. This season, I don't think so much. Alex Caruso is an average NBA player. player. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. The way NBA fans... And when I say NBA fans, collectively, not just Laker fans, right. the way they talk about Alex Caruso is like, this dude is a six man, should be starting on a lot of teams but because it's the Lakers. He's coming off the bench. No, he's an average NBA player player who worked his tail off to be on an NBA roster. So I'll give him that. Right. But that's about it. <laughs> and, and back to the trade. This is the thing. The Lakers seem to always want to give up nothing to get stars. Like people still complain about giving up Brandon Ingram to get Anthony Davis. And I'm like, well, you thought the Pelicans were going to not take Brandon Ingram. <laughs> like right, Brandon right, Ingram right. is a, it was who was supposed to like, he's the staple of that trade. Like if anything, the Lakers should be lucky that they didn't take Kyle Kuzma also. Well, see a lot of people want them to give Kuzma and keep Ingram. But you that's know you know that's not possible. But like what? Gonna happen. No. <laughs> this ain't this ain't two K. <laughs> right. What? <laughs> you can't override the trade that way. Because what? But, it was ball, wasn't it? Ball, ball, hard, Ingram. Ingram, and initially the Pelicans wanted Kuzma too with those picks, and they actually wow. negotiated it down where they said, "Okay, you can keep Kuzma, and we'll take the picks." That's mm. how the second first round pick came in. Wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But, so 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 the Lakers are only gonna get, um, Lillard. Yeah. That's but it. my thing is like nothing yo, else. Not my cash, thing is no who, picks. Yeah. Yeah. Does Cleveland really want that trash that y'all had that y'all putting out there? <laughs> I mean, they're giving up love and Sexton. Yeah, which I think is terrible because Sexton's the better point guard of any of the guards on their team. Yeah, because what they got? Uh, Darius Garland. Garland, Garland yeah. Not hey. good. <laughs> uh. Not good. And really, Colin Sexton was keeping the team alive for a while. Right. Until it just got all out, out of hand. But, yeah. But anyways, uh, though, the Lakers... It, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, uh, I'm still trying to figure out how is love on the U.S. national team? Yeah. Like, how how did that happen? Did they just need a big man? He committed. Nobody, but... Did they give just a big man that they needed? Is that what that is? I don't know, but I don't think it's smart for him because he's been battling injuries. And I know, look, they're professional players. I know you want to play for your country, but if I'm the Cavs, I'm like, bro, you was giving up on the court all through this year. And now you're talking about you're going to take the offseason to actually play basketball during the offseason? Yeah. Come on. I mean, they did say the same thing about Blake Griffin, and Griffin was killing it. I, I would I would feel some type of way. Yeah, and usually I'm on the I'm, I'm I'm on the player side, but I would feel some type of way. Oh, but back yeah, to no that doubt. back to that hypothetical trade. As bad as the trade is, the Lakers seem to always get their way in trades, <laughs> except the Chris Paul trade. So right. I could say it's a terrible trade, and it might very well happen. So, <laughs> right, 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 right. But yeah, you mentioned uh, Alex Caruso. He uh, was arrested yesterday or two days ago. But I wanted to do hood stuff for my friend. Um, because uh, for marijuana possession. Yeah, he had a grinder and uh, there was a little shake in the grinder. Mm-hmm. And he got arrested for that. Yep, yep. He was in Texas. Just for, just for the grinder. <laughs> the grinder that had a little bit of shake in it. It's terrible. What's wild is in Texas, you can have uh you don't even need a permit anymore to really carry concealed weapons, concealed yeah. firearms, but you can't have marijuana uh, paraphernalia. <laughs> right. You cannot have that. It's a hey, hey. It's wild they, out here. They have they have, you know, certain certain rules in Texas. You know? It's an evil world we live in. <laughs> Oh man, oh man. Let's now get to the NFL. Carl Nassib. Do you know who that is, Big Thing? I know he plays for the Raiders, but I can't remember what position. Is he a tight end? He's a defensive, defensive end. end. Uh, yeah, that that's what it was. The number threw me off and I was thinking tight end for some reason. Defensive end. Carl Carl Nassib came out this week as gay. Carl Nassib is the first active NFL player to come out as gay. I saw the post and I didn't I mean I I I was just kind of scrolling through and I saw a random white guy just talking and I didn't even really I just scrolled through on Instagram Mm. and I guess this was literally like 10 minutes after he had posted it so it was on ESPN on their on their page and then another 10 minutes later I see the post again from someone else. I'm like, well, hold on. What is this? And then I listen to it. I'm like, oh, okay. It's coming out as gay. Um, first, like I said, first active NFL player to come out as gay. Uh, kudos for him for, uh, cause I mean, it still is taboo to be gay Dude. for a man to be gay <laughs> in professional sports. Supposedly, he's uh, leading jersey sales right now, too. Well, of course that was going to happen. <laughs> Just like Michael Sam was leading like, so, jersey sales you know, when he came out. How was he leading jersey sales when he wasn't even on the team? Well, he was. Who, Michael Sam? Yeah. Because, remember, he was a rookie. So, he, he I mean, he was drafted. So, you could buy was his jersey. Was he actually drafted? Yeah, he was drafted in the seventh round, though. That was the oh. controversy. And uh, real quick. Michael Sam, I'm, 
I'm not telling you. I'm not telling him that he should have hid his life because he shouldn't. No one should. No, no, no one should. But I would have def- I would have definitely made sure I was on the team and everything. Then did it. you gotta be? I. It's so weird to like try to say real this, quick before you go. Th- he had, th- this he had world- to be strategic. Yes, and strategic. this world is this world is evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's evil. Be, sometimes you sometimes you got to be strategic in what you do. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's think, for that's for anything, anything in general. You got sometimes you just got to be strategic about how you do things. You know and I, I believe mean? believe that was what messed up Michael Sam. Now Carl Nassib is in the league. He had a pretty decent season with the Browns. He was a popular guy on. HBO's Hard Knocks when they oh, had the that's Browns. Who that is. Oh, yeah, he yeah, was the he was the guy that was yeah. giving financial advice to the yeah. other players. Where he was talking about you know save ten percent of your paycheck of your salary mm-hmm. every year, put it into a into a um into a oh, man. I forgot which account he said to put it into. He said yeah, and then ten years from now it's supposed to be you know this amount, and you know that was something. Because of compound interest, so he, so he was popular for that. Then he ends up signing with the Bucks, and actually has an okay stint with the Bucks for two seasons. Mm-hmm. And then last season was with the Raiders in fourteen games he played. I believe he started in eight, and he had like six sacks. Good for him to come out and be comfortable. Because let's be real, man. You you we know how it is when you know the social events with the team. Most of the players have their wives and girlfriends and you're just there. Right, right. And right. you want to share some of these moments with your significant other and you know that you can't just have another man there. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's taboo still. Yeah. So uh the fact that he's comfortable enough to say, nah man, this is this is who I am. I'm gonna live my life. He he also is don't he's donating a hundred thousand dollars to an organization that helps to reduce a suicide for children and young adults in the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, look, he was already on the roster for the Raiders. It's not like he was a free agent. We do know there's training camp, things like that. Ultimately, I believe he's going to remain on the team at yeah, least I'm this sure season. I'm sure of it. Um, he's not a terrible player, but no, he's not a terrible player. Mm. Now, I still believe the league is still not in a good place, like the league. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's just what it is. But you know what? I was very surprised at the the such positive reactions from other players. Mm. That that was pretty dope. I was surprised because I mean. You didn't see that with Michael Sam at all. No, you didn't. And and let's be real. A lot has changed since Michael Sam. Yeah. yeah. A lot has changed. How long ago was that? That was like seven, eight years. Uh, That was 2014. So seven years. Seven years. Wow. Yeah. 2014. Because he was with the Rams. He got cut. And which was wild because do you remember his preseason games? No, not at all. I didn't. Watch it. He, he had six sacks in like three preseason games, <laughs> and he didn't make well, it. And, I, and mean, th- I mean, if you ain't playing against if you ain't playing against the starters, six I mean, sacks uh, though. Yeah, 
six sacks in preseason. And mind you, he was coming off of a co-defensive player of the year in the SEC. Which was questionable by far. Okay. A lot, a lot. It was very questionable. The other guy who, the other guy who was the other winner, the co-winner was CJ Mosley. Who got drafted in the first round? Yeah, and is still in the league doing his thing. And you got drafted in the seventh. And you got drafted in the seventh. That's what I'm saying, dog. That 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 defensive player of the year was very questionable. I don't think it was questionable. I just think him coming out before the draft dropped the stock. Maybe I I think that's all it was. I'm not, but I'm just saying, like when you watch him play in college. That defensive player of the year was very questionable. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have to go back and look at the look at the film. It was just, it was just questionable. I'm gonna have man. to go back and look at the film now. And now, Michael Sam had some other things that did not go in his favor. Like he partnered with uh, the Oprah, Oprah Network to uh, document his uh, rookie rookie minicamp. So think about this: you got drafted in the seventh round, and then <laughs> seventh you got round, you, you have got a Oprah, the own network at at Ricky Minicamp. You know yeah, how these one. teams are; that's they want no was. distractions. That's where you went wrong, bro. You were seventh round, seventh round, yo. No distractions, and, and that that wanted, didn't help. You wanted to be extra. Now, ultimately, he gets cut from the Rams. My Dallas Cowboys sign him, yeah. and he actually was on the. On the roster, who got hurt that year? Someone got hurt on the offensive side Uh, week one or week two. And they ended up signing someone. And they they needed a roster spot. They cut him. And that was it. And if I remember correctly, whoever they signed ended up being someone that helped them because that was the year the Cowboys went to the playoffs with Tony Romo in that game where they beat the Lions and then they lost in Green Bay with the Dez catch, no catch. Right. So it was that year. But anyways. No catch. Back to Carl Nassib, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things are all fine and dandy right now. He's got the support. The league is going to have to really, and the referees going to have to really figure, I mean, they're going to have to really officiate a little different with him. And people are going to say, what do you mean? You know for sure someone's going to call him the F word during the NFL game. There's going to be a player who says it. There's going to be a player who will bring up his sexuality at some point on the field. Right. And I feel like that is enough for a 15-yard penalty or even an ejection, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, you can't, can't be doing that, you know. You know, um, it's it's similar to, you know, if someone said a racial slur to another player on the field, you got to handle that right away. And um, yeah, man, so the league is going to have to officiate things a little different or or not. not let me not say different. They're just going to have to be more mindful right. of what is said and done on the field, especially to him. So, yeah, man. But kudos to him for that. Uh, other news in the NFL: uh, Frank Carter was arrested this week. Had an Uzi in his back seat. Um, I'm still not clear about it. Like, was the Uzi just on the back seat, or it was don't it matter? In a, it's a 
It was a Uzi. I mean, our Uzis matter. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dad, I gotta ask this question, <laughs> and that? I don't know. Uh-huh. So I'm literally asking this question because I don't know. Okay. Can you have a legal permit for an Uzi? I think depending on what state you're in. Okay. See, I don't. Know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. Depending on, uh, I think it's really depending on what state what state you're in. But then again, it's a Uzi, so I don't think you're supposed to. You know what I mean? Especially if it's loaded, yeah. Yeah, and look, I, I'm I'm still haven't really read up on too much of it. Maybe I should have, but I, I I'm kind of like, I don't even know who you're talking about, anyway. Frank Carter from the from the uh from the Chiefs, defensive lineman. Yeah, see, I <laughs> really good guy, <laughs> really yeah. good. Good I mean, when I say Chiefs, good, well, Chiefs, good, good guy really, outs, outside of the gun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Chiefs really haven't had a defense in a couple of years, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, that's the thing. I just I don't know, so that's why I was asking, like, can you have an Uzi? I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll look into it, folks. We'll look into it, and uh, hopefully, next week we'll have an answer for that. I'm like, I'm surprised you know the NRA didn't come to his defense, you know, right, and right. say he has the right to have an Uzi, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, but you know, he didn't have hey, the right, man, uh, you better watch out look talking about the NRA, like. he didn't have the right, the right, uh, complexion, you know, for, for defense, you know, it's an evil world we live in. <laughs> oh, man. Jay, um, Jay, Jay getting messy now. <laughs> Oh man, let's get to Major League Baseball. Week one of the enforcement (laughs) of the new rule, and you've had pitchers fed up. Fed Mm. up. Mm. Pitchers are stripping down to their underwear to show umpires that they don't have foreign substances. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Sergio Romo, uh, two nights ago, like literally just, he saw the umpire walking up to him. He just unbuckled his pants, dropped his pants. It just was like, look <laughs> through his hat and his glove. It was like, look, inspect it. Uh, then we had a, uh, the nationals with Max Scherzer, uh-huh. where Joe Girardi, the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, Asked the umpires to check Max Scherzer three times during the game. Wow. Max Scherzer got fed up, did a similar gesture where he opened up his clothes and then after started barking at Joe Girardi, Joe Girardi said, do you want to go at it? They had to be separated. Wow. And yeah, man, the very next day, uh, the Nationals players told the umpires to check uh, Bryce Harper's hair. For a foreign substance, <laughs> it's, it's getting out of hand. Bryce Harper laughed it off. You know, he was a good sport of all that. But yeah, and talk about that game. Um, Nationals won eleven to twelve, or twelve to, or thirteen to twelve. Oh wow! Uh, that game. Um, Kyle Schwarber, who's on fire for the Nationals, he had a three-run a homer mm. in that game, and the Nationals Twitter account. Said Kyle Schwarber has more three point shots than Ben Simmons made the entire Jeez. postseason. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so messy. Oh. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> just some, bro. It's just the internet is undefeated, bro. Undefeated. When it comes to stuff. 
in Shanghai. I'm sure you saw the picture I sent you. The Shanghai Sharks. Oh, yes. The <laughs> Shanghai Sharks. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh. What was it? Simmons, Kuzma. Uh, Simmons. Joe Harris. Joe, oh, Joe. We didn't talk about Joe Harris, but geez. Yeah. Joe Harris, my goodness, was non-existent in that finals. I mean, in that postseason, Kyle Kuzma, Kristaps Porzingis, and Rudy Gobert. (laughs) And then that's undefeated, bro. They just and they're so quick with it, man. It's so quick with it now. It's great. What else we got with baseball? Uh, they had a very good, uh, very good series with the Padres and Dodgers. Okay. Playoff atmosphere in San Diego, near sellout crowd. It was really good. Uh, there was one one video where a fan, a, a Padres fan, gave the f- middle finger to a to a Dodgers fan when the Padres scored. It just looked so funny. Then there was fights in the stand. And look, this is the thing with uh, everything opening back up again. You know, people just don't know how to act. Uh, nah, man, everything is everything is brand new. <laughs> everything is brand new again. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, let, uh, quick hitters. Let's uh, talk about uh, Euro 2020, which is being played right now. <laughs> you know, it's funny; it's being called Euro 2020, but. You know, right, 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 right. It is what it is because of the pandemic. I watched the Denmark Russia match. Very uh-huh. good match. Yeah, it was a good match. Very good match. And Denmark needed to Denmark needed to win by two to advance. Denmark scores, and at the very next, like within the same minute, it was another match that was being played. There was a goal. Which ended up being taken, take removed, mm. or overturned, and then like that very next minute, Russia ties up the game. Mm. So then Denmark has to score, but they score late twice to end up getting the two, the two uh, two goal differential to end up moving on. That's the, that's one of the cool things about. Uh, I mean, it's kind of cool with uh, with soccer like that. Like goal differential and actually actually come into play, unlike with hockey, where it's like the goal differential may come into play if there's a tie, Mm -hmm. but nah, like goal differential, like literally, is like key. That's why it's like it's really key that you score multiple goals. Like, yes, try to, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, you get a point for a draw or whatever, but when it comes to these group plays like this. Goal differentials come into play because it's it could put you into the next round or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, that was that was a very good match. I believe uh, England is moving on. Who are some other teams moving on? Big thing. Um, very good question because <laughs> I wasn't prepared. No, that's why. I, no, that's why I yeah. asked you. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't prepared either. But uh. <laughs> oh, this wasn't myself because uh, it was a work man I, usually I'll just have it on TV but work got me busy man but uh, um, Denmark, Wales Italy, Australia 
Netherlands, Czech Republic, uh, Belgium, Portugal, Croatia, Spain, France, Switzerland, England, Germany, Sweden, Ukraine. Mm, uh, okay. And I didn't realize I was also announcing in that order of who's playing who. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I just now realized that when I did it. But uh, yeah. So it should be, it's going to start back up on Saturday. Um, Wales, Denmark at noon. Italy, Australia at three. And then Sunday at 12, Netherlands, Czech Republic. And then at three, Belgium, Portugal. Um, and then that following Monday, Croatia and Spain, France and Switzerland at 12 and three respectively. And Tuesday, England versus Germany. Uh. I think that's going to be a pretty good matchup. And uh, at noon, and uh, Sweden versus Ukraine. For the Queen, England. Uh, okay, okay. Um, we didn't get to talk about this during the NBA segment, so let me bring it up. The NBA draft lottery was the other night. Uh, top four picks, number four, Toronto Raptors, number three, Cleveland Cavaliers, number two, Houston Rockets, and number one, winning the draft lottery, the Detroit Pistons. The Minnesota Timberwolves lost their draft pick because it was a top three protected. So yeah. the Golden State Warriors get the seventh and the 14th pick. Also, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder got a pick from... Someone else. I can't remember who that team wasn't that the uh trade from no the Houston trade? Or was that the no nah, no nah, that was the Al Horford trade to Boston? Was that part of that's, it? That's what that pick came from, yeah. Also, Orlando got a oh the Orlando the Bulls. The Bulls the lost Bulls, their Orlando, yep. Yeah. yeah, that was the that was the other team that got a pick. Um for uh, an extra pick and the Bulls lost their draft pick because it was top three protected also. Uh, And the NBA also Kemba Walker got traded. (laughs) I forgot to talk about that. Kemba Walker got traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder and uh, return of the the Celtics would get Al Horford and some other random player. (laughs) So, So yeah, man. Yep. Yep. I don't know how Al Horford, first of all, um, Understand how Al Horford's still in the league for one, and then two, they just must love him in Boston. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, he, I guess he, he he played okay. It's just, but they shut him down because yeah, they, they shut him down. Yeah, that was it, <laughs> that was just weird to me that they just shut him down for the rest of the season, like. He would have thought they would have traded him by then. And they were just like, no, we're going to just let the season go. Don't yeah. hurt yourself. <laughs> Let's now get to our champ and chump of the week. Celebrate those who do well. Wow, winning. And criticize those who don't. Loser, you're a loser. Are you feeling sorry for yourself? Well, you should be, because you are dirt. It's our champ. Let's go, champ. And chump. Now this guy's a chump. Of the week. 
<laughs> okay. Yep, yep. Got a. Uh, okay. Got some new production value okay, to this. <laughs> okay. Spending some production dollars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. You know, using okay. Adobe okay. Creative Cloud, you know, okay. learning everything. Okay, a, okay. So, yeah, Big Fed, who is your champ of the week? Rick Carlisle. Baby, want a champ. Yeah, man. I, I can't be mad at him. First of all, um, the Mark Cuban says uh, we're not going to take any money from you. And uh, so we'll just let everything go. And uh, so it won't mess up any future things that you have going on. And then next thing you know, he's a uh, coach of the Pacers again. Perfect. <laughs> Can't be mad at him. Can't Maybe. be mad at him. He's a champ this week. My champ of the week has to go to the Atlanta Hawks. Baby, want a champ? I mean, they they get into the uh, they get to the Eastern Conference Finals behind a Trey Young's performance and the other young cast that they have. They've also won their first game in a conference final yeah. in Atlanta history. Yeah. Last time they won a game in a conference final or finals was when they were the St. Louis Hawks mm. with uh, who was their star player, Big Ben? Ben? Yes. Come on. Trivia Ooh. question here. Who was the star Ooh. player when they Saint, won a title? In St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It ain't Dominique. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't... I, I probably know, but it, it's going past my head right it now. It is Bob Pettit. Yeah, I definitely want to know now. Yep, 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 no. yep. Bob Pettit. So the Atlanta he Hawks... He said, like, Pete's Pistol Pete? Yeah, okay, got you. <laughs> Atlanta Hawks are my... Chump, I mean champ of the week. Big Fed, who is your chump of the week? The Australian sensation himself, Ben Simmons. Because you're a chump. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, do you do do you need to to elaborate on that big thing? Nah, I was gonna say, you know, like we can't pick on mental issues or anything like that, but. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I can't. He's just terrible right now, all because of himself. That's it. Well, uh, last week I had Ben Simmons as, as my chump of the week last week, and then he did. He got even worse. Yeah. Worse. I mean, and uh, <laughs> it was just like I could give it to him again. I could, <laughs> but uh, someone else did something ridiculous in sports. Uh-oh. Jay Williams. You're a chump. See, that's what do happens you, when you go to Duke. Do you know what happened with Jay Williams? Big fan. Not, not again. Not this time. What's, <laughs> what's this one about? Jay now? Williams. They were, uh, you know, tweeted something and this was right after. Ime Yudoka was uh, hired as the head coach for the Boston Celtics. This is what he tweeted in response. He said the first head coach of color for the Celtics put up the black fist. And even more importantly, he is one talented individual who has paid his dues clapping emojis. Thaddeus, do you see the problem with that tweet? It seems sarcastic to me. 
The tweet is false because um, there's been plenty of black head coaches for the Boston Celtics. Uh, just recently, Doc Rivers. Yeah. But more importantly, the first black head coach in major sports was Bill Russell. <laughs> yeah. For the yeah. Boston Celtics. Well, uh, they all had. Uh, oh, man. What's his name? He won a couple championships for them. Casey Jones. <laughs> Casey Jones. Yeah. ML Carr. <laughs> Jeez. ML Carr, and there's even someone else that, that another black person, black man that coached the team. So he got slandered on Twitter, and then he he don't know no better. Yo. And then he said, "Well, I didn't." He said, "I didn't uh, write that tweet." Mind oh. you, he didn't say he didn't say my account was hacked. He said, I didn't write the tweet. He said, I didn't write that tweet. So somebody wrote it for you. You obviously told him to type. So, yeah, yeah you still fail, sir. Yep, yep, Cause yep. Because you, you went to Duke. Mm-hmm. So Jay Williams, a lot of bad choices in life, my friend, uh, is the chump yeah, yeah, of the well, week. Because you're a chump. Him. Might as well call him the Batman of the week, too. <laughs> Let's now get into our sports free zone. Big Fad. Mm-hmm. Let the let the uh viewers know about Juve. What is oh. Juve? So uh Juve is a Caribbean ultra party during carnival. Mm-hmm. Or celebration of carnival. So, you know, Besides us in Grenada, you know, Trinidad, Carnival, you know, they the carnivals that happens all over the world. So like London, Barbados, mm-hmm. Toronto, Miami, Rio, Brazil. You know what I'm saying? We part of our culture. You know, it's also car if if you want to know in the US terms, Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. It happens the same time. That's the start of our carnival season is when Mardi Gras, that Mardi Gras starts. So Juve is one celebration that we have. And yeah, you have to experience it to really, really understand what Juve is about. The historical significance of Juve, uh, it was um, back when, especially in Trinidad, mm-hmm. back when there was still slavery in Trinidad, the, the uh, slave owners they celebrated carnival and of course the slaves could not uh and especially they could not do it during the normal times for example a lot of the carnival activities used to be at night or uh during the day well the slave owners allowed the slaves to have a short period of their celebration and the slave that their period was in the early morning before sunrise and they had it from before sunrise to a little bit after um, historically, it was about seven, eight, nine in the morning. And during that time, the slaves, because the slave masters or the slave owners used to actually mock the slaves in their carnival celebration. So the slaves during Juve, which means in Creole, basically break of dawn or along those lines, the, during Juve for the slaves, they decided to mock the slave owners. And then once uh, slavery was abolished in Trinidad, 
uh, the slaves or now the black population in Trinidad became uh, they were able to participate in in um, in carnival and to the point that they took over carnival. And um, here we are with Trinidad. Trinidad is the second largest carnival in the world, only behind Rio. And um, it is along the um, it is in February, the same day as Mardi Gras. It falls in line with the uh, Catholic uh, Lent uh, Lent uh, schedule, correct? Then, yes, correct. It's right before Lent, and um, so there is some religious aspects and cultural aspects. Well, Michael B. Jordan is coming out with a rum, and Black Twitter found out that he was coming out with this rum due to Lori Harvey. I don't know. I don't know if it's Black Twitter. It was Black Twitter. Black Twitter don't know nothing about Juve. Perfect. It's not that they don't know. It's they, they found out about the, the trademark. Right, right. They've seen the trademark. Well, they, And they found out because Lori Harvey posted something on social media where she had this rum. It said right. Juve. Of course, Black Twitter was like Juve rum. Like, So they looked it up and realized that <laughs> Michael B. Jordan had the trademark for Juve rum. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had the trademark, and it was him and his business partner. Come to find out, the business partner does have a, or one of the business partners does have a rum bar in New York. It's uh, Last Lap. You ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. I've heard of it before. I think I've heard of it before. Yeah. It's in New York, and um, it's a uh, um, like a Caribbean fusion restaurant rum bar Uh, and um yeah so he knew Mm -hmm. so the business associate is the one that knew now the person who actually whose name is actually on the trademark is the lawyer though the lawyer is a white man which got a lot of people on black twitter hot because they're like look here you know first of all juve is a caribbean black caribbean culture cultural moment cultural activity and here we are white man owns the trademark then there was confusion about was the trademark juve rum or was the trademark actually the word juve i've seen two different trademarks um documents Mm. and one says it's for the word juve and one says it's for juve rum so that Mm. caused a lot of confusion Black Twitter and uh, and and other other parts of social media because even on Clubhouse they were talking about it. Uh, Trinidadians were talking about how they were upset with Michael B. Jordan. You did have a few who were saying, "Look, you know this might be a great opportunity for Michael B. Jordan to really partner with you know the West Indies because a lot of islands follow Juve." As more digging and digging and digging came. None of the proceeds were actually going to go to really any Caribbean island or people of color. Um, and then it, it came to find uh, even more information came out. And the partnership is with Bacardi, which is an American, formerly Cuban rum, now American. So it wasn't even going to any of the island, like any like wasn't going to like Trinidad or Grenada or any of those uh, West Indian islands. So he got a lot of heat for that. Well, Nicki Minaj, who's from Trinidad, uh, said her piece. 
and said and 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 asked that Michael B. Jordan change the name of his rum. Michael B. Jordan decided to change the name and he'll be coming up with another name. He's gonna rebrand. Going to rebrand. Now, Thad, did you have a problem with the actual name Juve Rum? Not really. But I did kind of question how did he even know about Juve? Mm-hmm. Like just the name, the name Juve. That's what was going on my mind in regards to that. And now I know how he found out because of his partner who has a Caribbean. He obviously has some either Caribbean roots or has he's experienced uh, Caribbean culture. Yeah, his, the, the business the business partner yeah. is either from Trinidad or his parents are from Trinidad. So mm-hmm. he has his ethnicity is Trinidadian. So um but the the uh, you know the thing that really got a lot of people hot was seeing that white guy's name on the on the trademark because it said that he was the owner of the trademark and that's the thing with a lot of these uh, companies these business adventures there's always a face a celebrity face but then you find out you're like yo this celebrity doesn't really own <laughs> like they don't really oh, yeah. own it and it's someone else yeah because they're getting paid it's like Trump. Like it's like Trump in the Trump hotels. He doesn't uh-huh. own none of that. <laughs> he don't. He literally doesn't own any of that. He's just a face. Same thing and with uh, and you name it a brand. Same thing with Ciroc. Mm-hmm. Diddy, you know, it's known as Diddy's vodka, but Diddy doesn't own really a sizable stake uh-huh. in it. <laughs> so, no, not at all. Not at so, all. So, uh, you know, that happened. And so, Michael B. Jordan's going to rebrand. Rebrand. Now, someone mentioned this on Clubhouse. They said. They weren't really offended by the name being Juve Rum. They right. did want to. They did wonder: Did Michael B. Jordan have ties to the Caribbean? And that's come out. Michael B. Jordan said, "No, you know his family's not from the Caribbean." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Really, is my business partner who's from there?" And Michael Michael B. Jordan wanted to come out of rum a few years ago with Bacardi, right? And it right. failed. So this is another attempt at that. And uh, he said, look, you know, I'm not really offended by the name or the fact that they're using Juve on on an alcoholic beverage. He was like, really, though, the marketing was terrible because. uh, Lori, Lori, um, what's her name? Is it Lori Harvey? Yeah, Lori Harvey really botched it because Michael B. Jordan was sending it to his celebrity friends Mm -hmm. to have it tested out. And then, you know, and, and I'm, I'm literally taking a marketing class right now. And that's that's something I was learning over the last couple of weeks when it comes to starting something. You kind of want to have a test. Uh, you want to have a test market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no to, doubt to, about to that. Put these things to put your product out right. and then, you know, have them have them try it. And if they like it, then you get people within that market to promote it. And you right. want your first market to be other celebrities. Right. So it could, so it could kind of feel exclusive, mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately, though, Lori Harvey <laughs> released it way before they were even ready. Wow. So that's how the public even found out about it. So yeah, man, it was not good for <laughs> for Michael B. Jordan, and, and, and you know, at the end of the day, you find out that he's not even West Indian and. 
It's really the business partner. I mean, I, I, mean, I kind of knew he wasn't with Senior. I, I mean, I knew that too, but yeah, yeah. you know, but the fact that it's not, he's just, it's just a brand that he's impo- involved in. Yes, yes. You yes. know what I'm saying? That's all it is. Like people always, you know what? And the thing is, I think a lot of them also were like, yo, this is Michael B. Jordan's rum. Mm-hmm. His rum or like Diddy's rum and like yo he doesn't own none of that black Twitter stop it yeah you know? so um other news or we mentioned last week Juneteenth yeah the holiday passed by did you do anything on Juneteenth big thing oh yeah I uh did my paper for school <laughs> ah the one you told me about yeah. <laughs> let's not get the into one that. yep the one that I <laughs> took my Thursday night. My all day Friday and my all day Saturday to submit on time. And once I submit, I see a notification saying I extended the date. It's an evil world we live in. Back to the original (laughs) date. (laughs) Oh, man. So blown. And now I'm sitting here waiting because the end of the... And then the course is Tuesday coming. Mm-hmm. And he still hasn't returned grades yet. So I got a wedding tomorrow. So there goes my Friday. Mm. So now I'm waiting for him to come back. And so Saturday, hopefully I have Saturday and Sunday and Monday and Tuesday in case I have to do anything to get a better grade. Mm. So. You know how that goes. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Ikea in the news. Let's go, Ikea. <laughs> Ikea. I love Ikea. Like, I love going to Ikea. I love getting ideas for rooms in Ikea. Do not get any of their, like, wood-dominant furniture because it's just going to warp in, like, two, three years, and you have to buy it again. Trust me, I've bought couple things that look good and about three years later i had to go get another one uh but anyways though ikea many of you all may know or may not know ikea in all ikeas there's a uh there's a uh concession stand there's a rest there's a concession stand and a restaurant and all like it's always the glizzies the glizzies or the meatballs from them yes so the concession stand has the has the hot dogs i think it's two you get two for a dollar yeah, thank two you. for a dollar, yeah. or at least the last time I, I went there, two for a dollar. Sodas are like something like thirty cents or forty cents. You get a Cinnabon for like a dollar too. You you can be full on four dollars there, and then they have the restaurant where they have uh, like Scandinavian food and then also just other cultural food. The restaurant is actually decent for a place that doesn't specialize in food, like right, 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 like right. it's a furniture store that has. A restaurant, but my understanding is in um in Scandin in the Scandinavian region, Sweden. like a lot of their stores are like that. Or Sweden, yeah. Well, I, I didn't Sweden. know. I couldn't oh. couldn't remember which country if it was Sweden or if it was Denmark. <laughs> but so that's why it's the Scandinavian. I think it's a, a little. Bit. It's Sweden. Yeah. You're right. It's that's Sweden. why it's blue and blue and yellow. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> remember which one it was though. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> American geography, right there. Education, oh. right there. Um, but yeah, so um, they're known for their for their little rest their restaurant. I've right. gone there a couple times. You know, yeah. you go there to shop and you're like, well, I might as well get something to eat. And it's decent. And this is coming from someone who hates. It's not even it's not buffet style. They actually serve you. 
Um, they have a full full weight staff. Um, and this is coming from someone that's very picky about eating out. Like I just don't go everywhere and eat out. So I think it's good. Well, uh, and a report came out from the New York Post mm-hmm. and Atlanta IKEA has sparked outrage with cure with uh, what employees are calling an intensively problematic menu curated to celebrate the holiday Juneteenth. Mm-hmm which marks the emancipation of the very last enslaved Americans quote to honor the perseverance of black Americans and acknowledge the progress yet to be made. We observe Juneteenth on Saturday, June 19, 2021 begins an email acquired by TMZ, which was sent to employees at, at the branch last week, I had to move the phone up closer. Quote, look out for a special menu on Saturday, which will include fried chicken, watermelon, mac and cheese, potato salad, collard greens, and candy yams. Ain't nothing wrong with that. The selection included items that have been historically been used to demean African-Americans through stereotyping resulted in multiple employees calling out of work in the protests, according to local news <laughs> channels. So um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram where I yeah. saw this and um, I see a lot of comments from black people uh, <laughs> because you can see by their profile pics. Right. <laughs> Said, uh, who doesn't like watermelon and fried chicken? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if that's been historically like stereotype thing. If it's good, it's good. You're gonna eat it. Like, so we, we need to stop that. I think the only problem they had was the fact that there was watermelon on the menu more than anything else. Because <laughs> nothing about that menu seemed bad. Now, if you taste it and it's bad, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, me, I don't eat collard greens from just anybody. True. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I I specifically, because me and greens ain't been good friends over the years. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so collard greens, like, it, I've had some friends make some and been great. You know what I'm saying? Some of our family has been great. But there's other places, other folks, you're like, ugh, what's this? Like, oh. So it really depends. And hopefully the watermelon was sweet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and look, I'll acknowledge this. You know, I understand the stereotypes that come with, you know, fried chicken, watermelon, collard greens, and sweet potatoes and, and all of that. I understand that. Um they 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 tried. They tried. Uh I bet it was I, good. I well, bet it was good. Because it's in Atlanta, I would assume it's good. Because you would have yeah. someone who would know how to do soul food right. in Atlanta. Hopefully you did it the right way. Um Look, but also, you know probably a black manager who did this too. You know what I don't know. It, it probably mean, was. Like you could be mad all you want. It was a black manager that did it, probably. I personally, because I'm sure, I'm sure, unless you know what, IKEA, their management of that Atlanta one, I'm sure they asked 
they had to ask. I don't think they just randomly just. Put well, I don't know if they asked. I think the way, they asked. I the, think they asked. The it was way probably these, newer employees, anyways, too. But then again, it was a brand new federal holiday too. So, hey, they had to go special. But that menu didn't sound bad to me. Um, I, 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 look, I I will admit this: we are not African descent, American descendants of slaves. So. No, no, that's maybe why I don't feel on this specific aspect. Don't feel too offended by this because I'm kind of like, yo, if the food is at peak level, that sounds like a bomb menu. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a sweet deal to me. <laughs> you know yeah, and but, it's uh, IKEA, and it's IKEA, so you know it ain't that expensive. <laughs> but but I can understand why someone else would be offended. I understand. That's true. Uh, why someone else might be offended? This is not one. This is not one black issue that uh, us Caribbean folks don't worry about. Yeah, we kind of would have just we we brush that to the side. <laughs> we <laughs> we brush that to the side. Now, now, now. Here's something though, and that's the thing with emails. You don't know the. You can't feel the like context of way it's felt. Right, right. right. Like uh, you know, I remember someone was. Someone tweeted how they were like something along, and it's a tweet. It was a joke, I assume. And it's a little different, but similar in a way. The guy said how this white woman says, uh, like she was they were joking about something, and she said, uh, uh, what the bumba clot? And and, right, and right. the tweet was, yeah, I went straight to HR because I was like, this white woman should not be t- saying this, you know, at work. So, like, I understand stuff like that where you're just like, hmm, like, what? Like, what's wrong with you? I don't know, man. This one, I'm not yeah, too offended on not, this not at all. Not Me at all. personally. Not but I'm not going to sit here and say someone else shouldn't be offended. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trick no, I'm Daddy. A, I'm a, I, I'll be the messy when I'll tell them y'all shouldn't be offended for <laughs> Trick Daddy in the news. Trick Daddy was on Clubhouse. He want all the smoke. And he was on there with some people and said that, yeah, Beyonce can't really sing. And Jay-Z has, is not the greatest rapper alive, nor was he ever the greatest rapper at any given point. And he said that New York, because it's the quote on, he said the quote unquote Mecca of hip hop, they had to give the title to someone to preserve their Mecca. Wow. <laughs> he wanted all the smoke. Uh, so one of those statements are true. Which one do you think it is? <laughs> mm. Which one do you think it is? Man. The one that's true is the New York trying to give the title to somebody from New York. Yeah, they would definitely, there's no doubt about it. New York will always give it to a New York. And and then he had some some interesting things where he said, yeah, and that's why New York ain't had good rappers since blah, blah, blah. Now, of course, the Bayhive heard what was said on Clubhouse, which is already an exclusive app when you think about it. Mm. You got to be invited to get onto Clubhouse. Right. I don't even think there's 500,000 users yet. I don't even think it's that many people on Clubhouse. Well, the Bayhai found out, found his personal phone number, 
has been blowing up his phone. Also found his restaurant online and started giving bad reviews online to drop his rating within hours. Jeez. A whole number lower. Jeez. <laughs> he wanted so, the smoke trick. Yeah, man. And then people were like, yo, you haven't done anything since uh, Trina left you. Oh. <laughs> and let me let me find uh hopefully ah oh, man. I think I have this tweet. I'm gonna try and find it real quick, but people were coming for him. Uh, is he is he like sick or does he have like a illness or something? I don't know. I haven't really been following the trick in a long, long time. Someone said that he has an illness or something. I, I don't know, man. They must have seen he must. I don't know. I haven't seen Trick in a while. So if he's like really, really skinny, then I'm sure they're saying he's sick. Well, he's not skinny, but I think I think someone. So this is what I heard. But then again, Trick is old, y'all. Like he is old. He's old. He ain't no young dude. This is what I heard. I heard that Trick Daddy as um lupus. And look, I don't know much about lupus. Me, either. I know. I, some, I think I know like two people that have lupus. I I honestly thought lupus was something that like that only that like Cannon women had? only had. Stop talking about Nick Cannon like that. I I thought I thought so, but this is what someone had to say uh. about Trick Daddy, and um, I mean it's 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 a little interesting. That's why I'm gonna play it here for you all so you all can hear uh what was said about trick daddy and the more you lie on me the more your face is gonna kill I'm like an old chocolate brownie on a hot miami sunny day you talking about i look like shit and shit look like it should be your first name front and center oh. your birth certificate name shit manure young doodle you had the og snoop dog come down to miami coming to sundays thinking he patronizing your restaurant and that ain't even your restaurant trickyana that's e-class restaurant the ceo of po boy entertainment and that's why you telling people to unfollow me on my social sites because i'm gonna spit the real tell the truth why you said you're gonna do everything in your power to keep me off the show somebody you claim that nobody knows you afraid i'm gonna sabotage your reputation with them fake ass storylines y'all got going on let me tell your old stale dog biscuit face ass something you and your five tag and chin if you and that christmas tree on top of your head keep me in your mouth i'm gonna have a field day roasting your ass and boy don't you ever talk about somebody having some shitty breath with them old ass coke 45 beer cans attached to your gums fool you should be the shitty shape mascot or logo with all that aluminum in your grill your mouth should have COVID 19 20 21 22 23 24 25 nigga you should have a contract with all the local garbage companies your mouth mate dumps the juice and you love calling me broke but bitch why you over there on Beagle like the everyday average ass joke I thought you said you was getting money over there on love and hip hop my hand oh you wanted some of that shit dragging and yacht money huh nigga get off the gas you struggling like everybody else during the pandemic always looking like somebody hit you in the face with a bag of mixtape CD with that ugly ass hairline looking like a grizzly bear slap the shit out of you. Bitch, you oh, be on national TV with yes. funeral makeup on, trying to hide all them goddamn craters and liver spots in your face. Supreme Domino piece of face ass nigga. Boy, your face would spoil my appetite. I wouldn't dip.
yeah, eat round you. You a full grown ass man trying to create a hairline with black spray. Fuck wrong with you. <laughs> Let me tell your first place casket ready looking ass something. You and the Gulf of Mexico tattooed in front of your forehead need to have oh, several geez. seats with your two-tone face and neck ass. That oh. liver spot on your face look like somebody took a cigarette and put it out on your forehead. And I'm getting sick and tired of this little Pepe Le Pew mustache. If you don't get that smitty <laughs> bullshit off your face, alopecia, I thought thin and hair ass nigga, always talking about somebody and looking like the shit emoji. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was courtesy uh, of wow um who was that it was oh geez the person on twitter um it was from well lonnie said on twitter and actually oh. it's from someone else it's from lady lex 30 she posted it originally mm. on twitter so yeah wow. and that that photo was from when he got arrested re- fairly recently and i was about yes. to ask you where that photo came from i'm like geez the whole time i'm saying i'm like look at that hairline bro yeah man Whew. yep mm. yep yeah i'll yeah, wrap it up here for our sports free zone let's now get to our reddit topic of the week we go to Reddit, find something interesting to discuss. Uh, this one is about NBA uh, champions that were underdogs going into the regular season. Oh. Quite a few of them. Um, and uh, it is from Recovered Reviewer on Reddit. If the Suns or Hawks won the championship this year, they would be the biggest preseason underdogs to win a title in over 30 years. Basketball reference has preseason title odds for every champion dating back to 1985. Here are the biggest underdog title teams in that time span. Thad, I'm going to give you chances to name as many of them until you get three of them wrong. So what is a team that you think uh, that you can think of that won an NBA title and was a huge preseason underdog? Hmm. So you get as many chances until you get three wrong. Okay. Toronto Raptors. Yes, 2019. Ding. Correct. That's one. Man, this is tough, yo. Um, it's not as tough when you think about it. it. It's probably it's, it's probably not as tough. Uh, uh, Detroit Pistons. Uh, yeah, that is one. Oh, uh, what year? Ben Wallace and them. Yeah, to, yeah okay. that's on there. So you got two of them. Um, how many are there? There is one, two, three, four, okay. so it's five, about six, okay. seven that are left on the list. Okay. Um, no, they haven't won a championship yet. Um... Not San Antonio. Which year? There are two San Antonio teams on here. Oh, geez. Which years are they? 
Duncan's rookie year. So that's one strike. Okay. The the last one they did. The last one they had. That is correct. 2014. So there's one more San Antonio year out there. Big shot Bob year. 90. Was that 90s? No. That's wrong. No. So you have two strikes. One more strike. Oh, man. And remember, there is still one, two. I thought I'd get away with three. I thought I'd get away with two of those. Four, five other ones. Dallas Mavericks. That is correct. That's one. You got it correct. Uh, Miami, the first one with uh, weight. That is incorrect. So that's three okay. strikes. The ones that you missed. 2015 uh, Golden State Warriors. They were underdogs that season. They were underdogs that year. Oh, wow. leading into the leading into the into the regular season. Okay, they okay. were really big underdogs going into that year. Okay, uh, the 1994 Houston Rockets. I thought about them. This one is a shocker when you think about it. It makes sense though. The 2008 Boston Celtics. Even after yeah. the trades before the season, the one question everyone said is, well, who's going to be on that bench? You got a right. lot of older veterans, but who's going to be on the bench? Right. And the question was, who is this Rajon Rondo who had a bad rookie year? Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, the rest is history. This one's another shocker. The 1991 Chicago Bulls. I thought about that. And the, I honestly, I was going to say Chicago, but I couldn't think of what year. And the reason why they were underdogs was after 90, it was kind of like, yeah, the Bulls will never get it done. Right. Which is so weird because then the Bulls and Michael Jordan, <laughs> go, they win six of the next day. Right. <laughs> but it was like that, 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 that 90, that game seven where uh, Scottie Pippen has the migraine and it's like they're just getting to Michael and yeah. going into the season like, yeah, they're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and the one that you missed out on. The San Antonio what year? 2003 San Antonio Spurs. Okay, okay. The last year with David Robinson. Makes Okay, 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 okay. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, man. Oh, that, um, that was what? Season four? For Duncan, season he was drafted in ninety seven. He was drafted in ninety eight. Ninety eight. So yeah, so season five. Yeah, he had already won his second title. Right. In five seasons, uh, the Suns were plus four thousand to win a title in the preseason, and the Hawks were plus ten thousand. Mm. Jeez, that's crazy. Meaning, if, was it every? Every hundred that you put down, the sun. Every hundred that you put the bet, you would have got four thousand. If the Suns were to win the finals this year, and for the Hawks, for every hundred you put down on the bet, you get ten thousand dollars. That's crazy. This is the stuff where you're like, man, I should start gambling, because you're like, man. But unfortunately, some of us don't have just disposable income to just throw a couple hundred dollars right, down right, on right, a right, bunch right. of teams and hope right, one of them right, hits. Because right. usually people who do this are people who are like idiots. And they're like, yeah, yeah my favorite team is the Suns. I'm about to go put money on them. 
and it works out <laughs> or they have so much money that they end up just spreading it around and then they ultimately get a little bit in right. return right. because right. at least one of them hit Right. So yeah, um, I think um, I think what I'm a one one bet I'm gonna do is take a Washington football team and uh, basically give them the under. Perfect. Because nice. uh, they're just always they like that always happens. So I'll do the under. Um, that's one of the safest bets in sports. Just take the under on the Washington football team. Thank Perfect. You, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Easy money there. Easy money there. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I seen I seen this one thing. They were like, "Yo, if it's like if Aaron Rodgers goes to the the Washington Football Team, does that make them an automatic contender for the for the championship?" Ah, uh, that makes them a very like, good wow. contender. I was like, "Wow, y'all say automatic? That's <laughs> a very like, good yo. contender, right?" I'm like, "Yo, y'all got a lot of faith." I mean, the, Washington has a very good defense. Yeah. And they got help on offense. Yeah. And they got an upgrade at quarterback, but then they would get a super upgrade with Aaron Rodgers if possible. So that would be interesting. Big fan. Yes, sir. I want to thank you for everything that you do. Thank you, Kuzo. Shout out to OSS980. We're Harold D. Aaron Jeff. Shout out to Soggy Nachos. Shut your face. Um, real quick, something that was said on Shut Your Face uh, in their last episode. Who's the better basketball player, Wes Unseld or Chris Weber? I'm shocked that you're like thinking this one I, through. I am thinking it through. I mean, they were both very good. And the thing with say, these, let's go. I'm gonna go with Wes just because he's got a championship here. The thing with the saying who's the better player, are we talking about just like sheer like talent and attributes? Or are we talking about the total package? If you're right. talking about the total package, you got to go with Wes Unsell because he is one of the 50 greatest NBA players of all time. But if you're just talking about gifts and attributes, got to go Chris Webber. He's a better shooter, better, uh, uh, probably a better scorer and a better distributor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So that was something that was discussed on uh on uh on Shut Your Face for a quick minute. Uh mm-hmm. shout out to Guys Unpacked Podcast, yeah. What the F is Happening Podcast. Yeah. Uh with Derek. Also, uh shout out to uh Curls and Sports Podcast with Erica Fernandez. Also, shout out to uh Carita Parks and Grady Diaz, women who have been on the podcast fairly recently. Um, shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. Just want to remind you all to subscribe to the podcast where podcasts are available. That includes Anchor, Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can also watch us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch for the live stream and for the replay. Like, subscribe. Leave a review, share the podcast so we can grow and reach more people um, as soon as things get better. And when I say as soon as things get better, maybe sometime next year, because I have no faith in this community. uh, (laughs) Um, We'll do a live show somewhere. But things got to be things got to be a whole lot better for us to do a live show. 
Yep, 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 yep. Anything else, Big Thad, before we get out of here? Nah. Oh, actually, I meant to, uh, maybe I'll just ask you off air. <laughs> I was gonna ask you if y'all if y'all did a certain thing, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I'll ask you off air. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's so much easier. It's just yeah. all right. Until next time, everyone. Sports reality. Peace. Peace. All the models to the floor right now. All the models to the floor right now. All the models to the floor right now.